And that's where faith is activated. You know, we have faith, therefore we speak and we act on faith. Remember the saying, faith is going to the end of all you have and taking one more step. It's not about how much we have, but it's about the big God we serve. Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. In this episode, Dan, Brian, and Terry talk about our first line of defense against attacks from the enemy, our shield of faith. Now here's the guys, so let's get started. There is a great Christian song that says, prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. One of the key components to the Christian life is faith, believing what you can't see. But how do we receive faith? How do we grow our faith? How do we activate our faith? We're gonna try and answer those questions in this edition of Finish Strong. We're titling it Shield of Faith. I'm Dan Wheeler and I'm joined by Terry Steen and Brian Rowland. And guys, it's interesting because the shield is the first line of protection when being attacked. That was always the case in biblical times. And now, of course, we have the space shield, but it's a shield of protection. Let's talk about that because in battle, uh, in biblical times, shields were actually dipped or soaked in water to help extinguish the arrows of fire. And Terry, I find it interesting that they did that because there are verses that refer to the fiery darts or fiery arrows of the enemy. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting because back in those days, they dip it, they dip the arrows in some type of tar or something that was flammable and light them before they'd shoot them. And so those who are carrying the shield down below, usually shooting over a wall, they would typically soak their shields, which were leather, in water to help distinguish them. So what an imagery that Paul used back in Ephesians when he talked about the armor of God and referring to that shield. It's very, very, uh, because another thing is the Holy Spirit is, is a flame as well. And so it's interesting that uh, a shield, uh, as we hold it up, can come against those fiery darts. Yeah, Brian, one of the key verses in the Bible on faith is found in Hebrews 11.1. And uh, I think it's something we all have put a lot of time in (laughs) studying it. But uh, it's easier said than done, right? Uh, yeah, it, it really is. Because anybody can say to anybody, you got to have faith. You just got to have faith. You know, it's not, no, nothing to worry about. Have faith. But when you're having faith, uh, what's your faith in? And where are you being drawn to? And what are you depending on? And where's your strength coming from? That's <laughs> all a part of faith. And, um, of course, Hebrews 11, it talks about that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance mm-hmm. of what we do not see. Yeah, and so it's it's like it's like I remember asking my mom when I was a kid, how, how do you know God's real? She goes, how do you know the wind is real? <laughs> I said, that's interesting, right? You know, that's that, right. That's true, and that's what your faith is. You're you're putting your faith into something. You're not seeing it, but you know that it's there. You know, and Brian, if you go down five more verses to that sixth verse, it says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." Mm-hmm. So, can you imagine? 
how important faith is for us. We can't even please God without it. Yeah, it shows you how important it is uh, to God that, that you exhibit faith. Faith is uh, acting on the truth, and it's mentioned 240 times in the Bible. I'd say it's pretty important. <laughs> and, you know, as, as we read, you know, without faith, it's impossible to feel God. But I think it's important for people to understand that faith is not feelings. It's something very separate. And a lot of people, a lot of times, people say, I don't feel God. I don't feel that he's there. Well, you don't have to feel that he's there to be assured that he's there. Mm. Yeah, in fact, feelings may be one of the culprits that keep us from true faith because we all go through circumstances every day and our feelings come into play and and God's given us our feelings and our emotions and things like that. But we know what a roller coaster those can be and faith is not a roller coaster. Faith is solid and a foundation. Yeah, and faith is a choice. It's something you have to make for yourself. You're either going to have faith or you're not going to have faith. You can, if you're going to believe in God and you're going to put your trust and faith in him, that's your choice. If not, then it becomes a whole different story. Um, Terry, you mentioned it uh, earlier about, uh, we were talking the other day about what, uh, putting on faith and taking up faith. And I just think that's a really interesting uh, way to look at it because it's so true. The take of faith is as we need faith, but the put on faith is that it's always needed. And that's where I would rather be in that lane, that I always need my faith working, always needed in action. I always need to exercise it. And um, it's, I, I love that how you, you mentioned that the other day about the put on and take up. Yeah, we're, we're basing uh, some of this on Ephesians 6 where we read about, uh, in verse 11, about putting on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And it goes on to say, you know, what we're wrestling against, you really can't see, because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but it's in the spiritual realm, and Satan knows how to get to us with our feelings. Mm -hmm. He knows how, you know, sometimes we wake up, and we can't even explain it. You're just not feeling it. You're, you're feeling down. You're feeling depressed. And then you get a little bit of bad news and it can just put you over the edge. But when you stand firm in your faith and you take up that shield of faith, you know, that's where you can stop those bad feelings because Satan knows how to work our feelings. Yeah, it's so much easier to see soldiers and to see an actual flaming arrow coming toward a soldier holding a spear uh, a shield and that's easy to see but what we don't see of course is the faith what we don't see are the fiery darts of the enemy even though they're coming at us all the time because it's a constant battle with the enemy if we mm -hmm. did not have our shield of faith it would be trouble yeah, down in verse 16, it says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. That's what you're referring to, Brian, mm -hmm. taking it up every day, holding it and, and protecting yourself from all of those attacks. So faith is that protective barrier between us and between attacks, the attacks of Satan. And I, I said in my intro that we we're going to answer some questions like, can faith be received? And Terry, uh, I believe faith must be received, right? It has to. It's a gift. 
It's a gift from God. Once we believe, and, and you know, the Bible talks about how there's something deep within our spirit, in everybody's spirit, that knows there's a need for God. There's that mm. hole in your heart that needs to be filled with something. And so people believe something. They say they don't, but they're, everybody believes something. And so faith is, in essence, a gift. It's something that's received, and we have to be able to accept it. We have to be able to believe in it. And, and uh, I, I was reminded of Romans, the 10th chapter, the 17th verse. It says, so that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do we get faith? We get it from hearing. Mm -hmm. What do we listen to? We need to listen to the Word of God. So basically, what we listen to matters. What goes into our ears, what goes into our head, impacts our emotions. It impacts our ability to even have faith. So when we listen to trash, we deposit doubt. So like if we're listening to what society has to say, if we're listening to what the media has to say, it plants the doubt, it removes, it weakens our faith. But if we listen to truth, if we listen to God's word, that deposits the faith, that builds and grows our faith. I, I hope that's what our morning cup of inspirations do every morning. I'm hoping those are depositing truths into people's life so their faith is growing i believe that's the concept that god gave us when we started those and for people that might not know we have a facebook page it's at ffm60 just called fearless faith ministries and every morning six days a week you get a three to four minute message of inspiration uh, that's based on the word of god and we try to start your day off because we feel like it is important to start your day off with that thinking where you are depositing, making a deposit, you know, uh, of faith and, and you're choosing faith because what you do here uh, it does matter greatly. Isaiah 55, 11 says, my word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was intended. So when we, when we really soak ourselves in the word and we're taking that up, I believe that we are strengthening that shield of faith against the fiery darts of the enemy. So, Faith must be received. And it says, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. We need to learn the Word of God. We need to commit it to memory. And we need to grow our faith, Brian. Is that possible? How do we grow faith? Mm -hmm. It's essential to grow your faith, just as it is essential to grow muscle. Uh, it's the same thing. If you stop working out, uh, your muscle is going to die. It's going to shrink. It's going to actually go away. It's atrophy is going to set in. And the same thing with faith. If you don't exercise your faith, not only atrophy, but apathy will sit in as well. And when I look at working out, you're actually tearing the muscle down to let it grow. And when you're exercising your faith, many, many times you are under trials. You are really under the gun. Like you said, the fiery arrows are coming at you. And that is what's going to build your faith and build the muscle in your faith. So it's the same as working out. If you look at it that way, you got to keep doing it constantly. If not, you're going to lose what you have and you're not going to get it back because then you're going to not even care about it anymore. So you have to exercise your faith daily. Over in James 2.17, it says, In the same way, faith by itself, it is not accompanied by action, is dead. 
So when you're being, when you're under trials and when you're in those flaming arrows and you're exercising that faith, you are growing. You are, you are um, uh, showing action and showing that faith is not dead. Terry. Yeah, Brian, if you, if you guys are like me, I do not really enjoy going to the gym because <laughs> work, I know it's going to hurt if I do what needs to be done to have it be effective. And unfortunately, that's the same thing that happens when God tries to grow our faith. So you've used a great example because you know, we want life to be easy. We think being Christians and, and having the faith we do that it's an easy street, but it's not. God uses the tensions of the day. He uses the anxieties we go through at times. He uses the conflict with other people. He uses all those things to deepen and grow our faith in a greater way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, First Thessalonians, actually Second Thessalonians, chapter one, verses three and four talk exactly about that, guys. It says we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Verse four says, therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance. That was what we're talking about: persevering yeah. through hard times, keeping the faith. And faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. Boy, it's it's interesting because Paul's talking about their, uh, talking about the church of the Thessalonians and what they were going through. But Paul faced so many trials and beatings and shipwrecks. And it just, you know, it's amazing. This guy had such a tough life. And yet he wrote these amazing books in the Bible he was the most prolific writer of the New Testament. It, it's amazing, you know, how he did it. But I guess that's the only way, just as we have to go to the gym if we want to keep our muscles strong and firm, we, we have to exercise faith to keep it strong. But, boy, it is tough when you're in the midst of the fiery trial, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just holding on and saying, God, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to have the faith that you're, you're going to see me through this, and you're going to see me to the other side. That's, that's what we have to keep praying. But you know, too, Dan, with Paul and all the trials he went through, he only had one goal, and that was to please God, that was to serve God. And he always said no matter how much he was under, he knew it was going to be worth it. He knew it was going to be worth it at the end, and he was good. He's going to, it was going to be uh, better off because he's glorifying God through this. And we are supposed to suffer as Jesus suffered. He talked about that. It's not going to be an easy road. I mean, we're, and you can see, especially in today's day and age, uh, who's the one is getting attacked the most, and that's the Christians. And it's, it's just what the Bible talked about, too. It's going to happen. And Paul, I think, was preparing us down the road centuries later of what was going to happen by showing us what was happening to him. But he showed us how to persevere, how to get through it, yeah. how to use our faith and build our faith and just to turn it over to God and how God blessed him and used him. Good word. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, we read, it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. You know, it's it's tempting sometimes when people are, you know, downing Christianity and we know that Christians are under persecution. It's tempting to just not talk and not speak. Yeah. It's like the old, the old saying, you know, if if 
Christianity were a crime, having Christian faith were a crime, would there be enough evidence to convict you? And, and we have to be strong. We have to, like Paul just said there, speak out. Because we have faith, we can speak by faith. Yeah, usually the easy road is not the right road. You know, right. usually, right. and you hear that a, a lot in the business world and in management and just in life, that if uh, you expect to be successful, you better take the road least traveled because it is so easy to take the wide road, to take the easy paved road. It's not so easy to be climbing over boulders and climbing up that narrow path, but that's where true success is, and that's where our true depth in faith and in loving God is. That's where we'll find it, as hard as it is to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's where faith is activated. That's how we mm-hmm. activate our faith. Yeah. You know, we have faith, therefore we, we speak and we act on faith. Remember the saying, faith is going to the end of all you have and taking one more step. Mm-hmm. It's that faith that God is going to pull a miracle. We just don't seem to believe in miracles uh, like they did in biblical times. And I, I believe miracles still happen all the time. But, you know, the question is, are we believing and having faith? You know, God doesn't need a lot of faith. It says if you have faith the grain of the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. It's not about how much we have, but it's about the big God we serve. And when we activate our faith, great things can happen. And uh, I think one of the things that helps us to activate our faith is surrounding ourselves by people of faith keeps mm-hmm. us strong. And guys, mm-hmm. that's why I love that we can do this ministry together. We inspire each other in our faith. Mm-hmm. It's true because especially when you link arms, you got people linking arms together. That chain is so hard to break. You know, when you start doing that, when you start putting people around you with faith, especially when they're all in unison in prayer and concert with you, man, that's just going up and putting a shield around you that that's, that's not going to be penetratable. Yeah, and you talk about, do you remember the old movies, the Roman army movies, where you had these armies of Romans with their shields? And when the enemy was getting ready to shoot all those arrows, what did they do? They got close together, they Mm -hmm. put their shields up, and they overlapped, and they basically made a little cocoon that the arrows could not get through. If each man was on their own, just holding their own shield, it'd be easy for the arrows to get by. But when they did that, it stopped the enemy. And that's what we as Christians need to do as well. We need to Mm -hmm. come together. We need to build our faith upon each other as well and be able to deflect those arrows. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was talking earlier about it's important who our faith is in. And when our faith is in the Lord and in Jesus, our Savior, uh, that is powerful. And there are examples in the Bible about that. I think we all relate to Peter. You know, he was the impetuous one that was always raised his hand. Let's go. And, of course, when Jesus was walking on the water in Matthew 14, verses 29 and 30, Peter said, you know, in, in verse 28, Hey, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. I want to do this. He saw Jesus walk on the water. The Lord said, come. And Peter got down to the boat and said he walked on the water (laughs) and came toward Jesus. But then the problem came when he took his eyes off Jesus. (laughs) He did activate his faith, didn't he? (laughs) He looked around. He saw the waves and he he freaked out. It's kind of, 
you know, the way it is with us sometimes, Brian, right? That would, that would be what you're testing your faith, right? <laughs> and he, mm-hmm. he looked away. He let mm-hmm. go of the faith. And, and when he's not keeping his eyes on Jesus, which I think is a beautiful example, because in anything we're going through, once we waver, we take our eyes off of God and off of Jesus, is when the enemy is there and he's going to grab us. And that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for that one opening to come in there and grab you and, and just to put a doubt in your mind uh, in any way he can. And keeping your eyes focused, as I say, eyes in the prize, you know, you got to keep focused on where, you, where you're going. It's the same as in any journey. You got to get to that destination. You got to know where it's at. And you got to keep your eyes on it. If not, you're, you're, you're missing a turnoff, as you know, as we talked about earlier in another podcast where you missed a turnoff, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to keep sure your did, eyes on Sure did, but I was road. making great time, wasn't I, Terry? <laughs> in the wrong direction. You know, uh, you, you were talking about Peter on the water, and I'm reminded of a couple verses going back to that first chapter of James, because it's one thing to have some faith, and we're talking about activating it. It says in the 22nd verse, be doers of the word and not hearers only, because you deceive yourself. You're not truly being a faithful servant of God if you're just listening and not doing what it says. And then down in the 25th verse, it says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. Mm -hmm. So we have to be doers. We can't just be hearers. So that activation is critical if we want to be blessed of God. You know, Terry reminds me of somebody that has nothing but book knowledge and not real life knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, street knowledge. It's just I got it all from books. Was was a movie an old Rodney Dangerfield back back to school, and he's back there and he's taking that that business course and these guys telling him how to do a business. He goes, "That's not how you do it. You got to pay these people off. You got to pay this off." And everybody's taking notes and the professor's going, "That's not how." But he knew he had the knowledge. He was there, and it's the same yeah. with faith. When you have to exercise that faith, and you have to have that, and not just know it, but use it. I think a great verse that kind of ties all this together, and it ties back to Peter taking his eyes off Jesus and looking at the the waves and the the sea and the everything was the wind, and and then then he started to sink. In Hebrews, Paul kind of reemphasizes that idea in verse two of chapter twelve. He says, let us fix our eyes, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down the right hand of the throne of God. You talk about an easy road. We're not going to have one because Jesus didn't have one. Jesus was betrayed. Uh, He was denied by Peter. Uh, he lost his all disciples his friends. Couldn't, yeah, lost <laughs> his friends. They couldn't even stay up and pray with him an hour. And, uh, and ultimately, he was killed on the cross, but he rose for our, for our sins. He, he died and he rose again and defeated death. So how do we finish strong? We finish strong by taking up our shield of faith. And, and I love that analogy, guys, the shield of faith, because we all know those fiery darts come every day, it seems like. Right, and that shield has you moving forward, and has you moving forward in faith because you got that shield covering you. Yeah, Terry, final thought on, on this topic? 
I just pray that everyone who is listening to this podcast will just reflect and get a sense of where they are in their walk with God and how much faith they truly have and the importance of allowing that faith to grow and then be activated. That activation, that action, that doing is what truly, truly grows our faith. Absolutely. We're so glad that you joined us for this uh, episode of Finish Strong, and we finish strong by keeping our faith strong. We finish strong by receiving our faith, by growing our faith, by activating our faith, and taking up the shield of faith. God bless you. Thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, see you in our next episode of Finish Strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.